participants of the podcast are either medical marijuana patients or in a state where it is recreationally legal. Two Fried Eggs podcast does not condone any illegal marijuana or drug use or sales. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Two Fried Eggs podcast. It's your boy, once again, B motherfucking G, with my boy Dolph. What's going on, man? How you hanging? That's how it's going, bro. Um, right. Obviously, I'm in a weird place. <coughs> I'm in uh, Florida, man. Yeah, I noticed you don't have the, the, the normal background and all that good stuff you normally have. <coughs> Excuse me, dude. Ooh, that was a hell of a hit. Yeah, get it, man. Get it, get it, get it, get it. So I'm in Florida. <coughs> oh, Jesus. I'm in Florida, man. Um, <laughs> so that was a hell of a hit. Anyways, yeah, I'm in Florida. Um, see my family. Um, I was supposed to be on vacation um, this last week, but um, I cannot go to the Dominican Republic. Um, and that's kind of what we want to talk about tonight. Um, today, sorry, this is a, a very emotional, um, topic right now. That's why I wanted to put it out. I wanted to get it out there. Cause I, I think our viewers deserve to see what's real and what, what real men go through and what we do. Um, right. Right. Before I get into anything crazy, how you doing, bro? I know you've had some, some health <laughs> issues recently and. How you doing? Yeah, man, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm just uh, well. For one, I'm glad, Mike. Mike, I'm feeling better than I was. And uh, anytime, man, as you know, I got I got lung issues. I got weight issues. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. So anytime that stuff starts popping off, you know, it messes with your head and whatnot. But and uh, just because I'm trying to push so hard right now, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like just trying to push so hard with content and streaming and and shorts and everything like that. And then when with getting sick on top of it and then missing some work, which is what pays my bills right now. And, and, uh, you know, it all just adds up, especially right at the holidays, bro. Oh yeah, no doubt. It's, uh, it's definitely, uh, it's a rough time, man. I'm glad you feel better though. Shit. Yeah. Long wise and stuff like that. Uh, well, for one, as you know, I've, I've cut way back on, on smoking flour. Yeah. Um, I've cut that way, way back. I've been, yeah, right. I will. And I still got, you know, shit sitting here, but I've been burning or not burning, but using a FECO syringe, which F-E-C-O for people that don't, aren't familiar with it. FECO syringe. There's no needle involved or anything like that. It's just like RSO, um, which I know you know what it is, but for our viewers or listeners or whatever, uh, I just take a little bit of it and, uh, you know, squeeze out like, you know, rice, rice grain, type i may add a little more than that now um <laughs> to 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 something and then just eat it down like any other edible you know which has um helped me to cut way back on the actual smoke intake into my lungs and has helped me uh start Fuck breathing yeah. a little better so that's what's up man yeah I, I knew this stuff would do well for you um i love rso i love the the yeah. arkin raw stuff that i was getting um i don't know where I'm, i'll be able to get it anymore honestly not at that price um, forty dollars for a gram was ridiculously good price. Um, but yeah, I can't yeah. find it anymore. We're but. at fifty. We're at fifty a gram here, but I think you can probably find it on certain days on sale, maybe, and even get it cheaper. I'm not sure. What's well, hundred and ten in Arkansas outside of the stuff I was getting for a gram? Damn, bro. Yeah, so that's why I stopped doing it. I I bought it when I'm at hundred and ten a gram. I bought right. it, tried it, knew I loved it. And then said, this is not an effective and cost-effective way for me to medicate. No, 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 no. Not at that price, dude. At 50 for me, it's straight. Because I've had this thing for a while, and I still got quite a bit left, you know. Exactly. It like lasts I, me three so. weeks, three to four weeks. If, uh, like, a gram. 
but at one hundred and ten dollars, it just wasn't exciting. Right, right. So tell me, uh, tell me, tell me, tell me. You know, back on this deal, I appreciate you checking on me and everything, brother. I'm doing good. So, um, so what went down, bro? Like, I know, like you were, you had this vacation planner. You've been planning it and been <laughs> building up towards it, and for a year. Um, I know the, I know the day came and then the time came and and you know, kind of take me, take me through what you're dealing with right now. So yeah, it's uh, a year I've been planning this vacation. My, my sister-in-law, I, I hate even calling her my sister-in-law, but for, so you know who she is because she's my sister. Right, right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been, with, I've been with my wife for 11 years. <clears throat> so there's, there's no difference between one sister to the next, to the next, to the next I'm adopted. So right. Their blood doesn't make family. Family is the people that are around you that care for you, love for you. Like, oh that's, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's family. And she's that girl, and I've supported her, and she supported me so many years. So, I I was looking forward to it. I even though it was so expensive, I still was looking forward to it because it was just such a it was such a cool experience. Like I've never been into a destination wedding, and then to see her right. marry her soulmate, I was I was super excited. Um, so we planned it out. I pay for it, flights fifteen hundred dollars, room thirty five hundred bucks. Like it is an all inclusive, yeah, dude. Dang. That's what dang, I'm saying. Like, dang, I, dang. I paid, yeah, I saved and paid, and it was crazy. Get my send my passport application in um, at the beginning of November. I realized that I my I needed to renew, and I had one, but I had to renew it. So I go in there and do it. Paid three hundred and thirty dollars to expedite right. it, cause right? Because I because it was so close to when I was having to fly. They're like, yeah, you got to pay this extra six dollar fee. Blah 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 blah. Like, okay, cool. No problems. Um, I turn around and check on it, check on it, check on it, and it's never getting processed. So I call them like, right. "What's going on?" They're like, "Well, it's at a ma- it's at a uh, uh, a mail sorting place. It'll be fine. Come here on the 13th. It's your flyer. There's an appointment for you. Come here that day. You're it's in New Orleans. You're flying out of New Orleans, and we'll get you your passport. You can go." That's what they told me in the call center. Um, when I got there. They took my information, um, and about 15 minutes later, they can't call me up the window. They're like, "Mr. Wilson, is there any reason that you there would be a hold on your um, passport, like anything in your background?" And I'm sitting there thinking, "Did I get arrested? And not remember it? Like, did I get <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, why are you asking me this? Right, right." Here's the thing, though. I've gotten rejected from things because of my twin brother's background bleeding into mine. Like I've had to pay more for draw insurance before because he had a, a hit and run that somehow it made it onto my license and somehow because it so huh. I was waiting for something like that and I can clear that stuff up easy because I just I pull the case up they see it and be done so I was like okay um, but no then she's I'm like no nothing and she goes what about child support and I'm like motherfucker I'm like Uh-oh. okay what do you mean. And she goes, oh, yeah, if you're in arrears, they're not going to issue a passport. Um, yeah. That sucks. Um, I'm in arrears. I'm not going to go into why I'm in arrears. I can just tell you that it's not right. Um, it's, another, right. it's another story for another time. Um, I was screwed in court from the Florida um, family court systems. Wow. And they put me, they credited me back like two years worth of back child support. That uh, The day I got the order, they said, you should have been paying child support for two years. 
you're in arrears $25,000. Right. Instantaneously. Well, well, bro, I'll tell you, I, I freaking spent over a decade paying double what I should have been paying in child support. And that was from the time I was paying double. Like when I paid, I paid $7,000 and went to court over the child support thing. And, and to finally get it lowered, this is after a decade of paying what I had been paying. And at, after 10 years of paying and my pay scale going up, being at my job, as long as I've been there, I was still paying double what I should have been paying at what I was making 10 years later but I had been paying it for that whole 10 years. You know what I'm saying? Damn, and bro. so it literally went in half, but it cost me seven grand to do it after finally busting my ass for 10 years and getting enough money together to be able to pay these attorneys and shit to get it lowered and stuff. You know, it was wild. So I feel your pain, brother. Straight so, up. Dude. So instant arrears instant. If you miss a single payment, they're going to spend your license. Like all this stuff that is all of a sudden put on my shoulders when I had my kids five days out of the week, but because, yeah, right, but, right, but the right, family court, yeah. dude, yeah. I'm a big guy. I'm, I was, I'm 300 pounds, bro. 300 pounds, six foot. Well, I'm, and I just, I'm, I'm imposing when I'm in private person. Right. And in court, I'm even more important because you hear my voice. I'm loud. I'm, and I'm resting bitch face. So you do look like a real bitch right now. With no, a smile. <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you at home, I just made a very mean gar looking face. <laughs> yeah. And then I flipped Grr, them off. Grr, motherfucker. Well, I'll tell you another thing, dude. And I mean I don't want to get into a whole, you know, bashing thing or whatever, but I went through a whole where my my older kids lived with me for the like three months and and during those three months I was still paying, you know, the child support and and they stayed with me three months straight, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And they didn't want to go back, and that's another story as well. But anyway, <laughs> right? Uh, but I, I mean, I never saw a dime of that money or whatever. You know, that yeah. three months worth is just, you know, I mean, there's just the, there's a whole lot of stuff that figures into the way the the things can happen with child support. But anyway, well, child support's all fucked anyway. So, so that's, that's a whole you found out about story. that, and then how did that? So. Uh, Obviously, things went down, and the, you, you were we left off. You were just finding out about this or whatever, and they were telling you about your passport. So she said that, and she goes, listen, you can call them, and if they'll release it, we'll issue the passport. It has nothing to do with us. Like We don't care. Like It's not, it's not on us. They're the ones that make the decision. If they can give you the, the okay, we can even issue a temporary pa- passport. Like There's a lot of stuff we can do with this. You just need to just get on the horn with them. Just try to make it work. Yes, I don't think she goes, I don't think you can get it done before you fly, but don't give up. Go ahead and try. So I go downstairs, chat. Um, they tell me that uh, you have to be under $2,500 to get the, the, for the there's, there's a certain amount you have to be under, right? $2,500 for them to say, right, yes, right. They'll, they'll give you a passport. But it's also a seven to 10 pa- day, day time frame for it to happen. It's not something they'll just say, if you're under 25 dollars, they'll be like, oh, yeah, no problem. And press a button and send it to you. No, it's a seven to 10 day process. Right, right. As soon as they said that, I knew I was done. Yeah, at that point, there's nothing you can do. So that's logistics of what happened. Now let's talk about why I had a breakdown. <laughs> um, right. Other than what just you heard, like you just guys just heard everything of what happened. Any normal person 
would have been devastated at this point, spending thousands upon thousands of dollars, missing the, the, your sister's wedding and all that. Like just that alone is enough to make a person crack. Agreed. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So well, you've been planning. I mean, you've been planning this thing for, you said what a year or something like that. Over saving a year, up money yeah. and busting ass. Yeah. Over a year we had been knew it was coming and planning it. We didn't know where it was until like January or December, January of last year. So we knew, and we just, yeah, it was crazy. So everybody would be pissed off at this point. Everybody would be hurt. Like most of y'all would probably have yelled and screamed at the person on the phone and probably the passport lady too, because you were so upset and you wouldn't know where to, 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 to direct your emotions. I get that. And I promise you, I wanted to direct my emotions like that, but I was in front of my son. Right. And I'm a dad. Dads don't do that. Sorry, I told you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's all about my son. Right, right. So, all that child support stuff is whatever. But I've been alienated out of my other three kids' lives for the last seven years. No contact. No nothing. When I've called trying to get a hold of my kids... I've been, I've been laughed at and hung up on for years. I've tried. I've reached out every which way possible, and she blocks me and pushes me out of their life. And as they turn 18, I'm hoping that they're going to find me. And my oldest son did, and we've had a very strong relationship for the last two years. Right. But I still missed seven years of his life that I'll never get back. And they were seven core memory making years and personality development and who he is going to be for the rest of his life. And I didn't have that chance to influence him to be that guy for him. And now it's honestly too late. Like he's going to be, who's going to be, I'm going to try to guide him where he's going to be like where he needs to go. But at this point, the change has to come from him. Yeah, he's already went through all those years and that that's so stages, you know. So. Yeah, and I and and people there at my whole everybody everybody's so mad at him because of the, how, who he is and how he is. I'm like, the kid was abused, right? He was told to lie that say that I hit him to a judge. He didn't, luckily, but still, like he was told to lie, like that's how right, abused right. this kid was. Anyway, we're getting off subject there. Let's go back. Um, and if we, if I do, I'm pretty stoned already. No, you're good, man. I'm fucking baked too, dude. I'm just chilling. Uh, I mean, I went through a lot of that stuff too, man. I had a lot of uh, now, and I don't know, like with kids and things like that. But growing up, there was a lot of times where I had to call and have like the well-being check on, you know, yeah. my kids and things like that, or go up and pull them out of the house because um, their mom and Ooh. and stepdad or whatever were, you know, going at it and just things are getting out of hand and yeah. you know there was a whole lot of that and i mean it was uh it was an ordeal the whole time man so i i get all that part of it for sure so i'm very sensitive of missing anything with my son because of this i changed jobs when she, when my wife got pregnant with with my fourth child her first i changed my career cuz i didn't want to be sitting in a call center for 10 to 15 hours a day doing what I was doing. I was a director of a call center at that point in time. 
and we were like, well, I'm going to have a kid. And I left the call. I left the call center where I was at, moved to the tech, got into the other companies and went to work at home. So from the time that that boy has been born until present day, so he's over four years old, I've worked from home. I have an office at home. Like I have my computer set up over there where I normally record at, like all that. That's my right, office. Right. And so this boy has, I've been there every single day of this boy's life. I don't miss things. Whatever it is, I don't care. And dude, I'm going to tell you, I've went to some stupid shit at his school that no other parents <laughs> were going to. But I told my wife, like, I don't care whatever it is. If the parent's allowed to be there, I'm going to be there. Right, right. Because I just don't want to miss anything. So let's talk about what I'm missing right now. My son's first international trip. Um, first vacation really outside of the, anywhere, like, period. Like, like to a hotel for, like, an all-inclusive, things like that. I'm missing right. all these firsts. And at that point in time, like, when, I, when it all just hit me, I was sitting in my truck because I knew I didn't want to be in the passport office anymore when I was talking to these people because I didn't want to you – know, I couldn't be in front of people with that how I was. How I was. Like I'm, right, right. I'm a very composed person in public. I don't – like, for me to sit there and cry in public is not going to be – like, me doing it on camera, it was the most uncomfortable thing I've done – in a very long time. Right, right. But I want to be true. I want to be true to our listeners. I want to be true to you. Because you've gotten real with me in a couple of things that I want to be I want to be that back. Because it, it, it makes right. yeah, for sure. It, it needs to be an honest conversation to it. So it all came rushing out to me. And I had a panic attack. And then I recovered from the panic attack. And then I had another one. And then I recovered from it and I fucking had another one. Yeah. Three panic attacks in the course of 30 minutes, 40 minutes. Um, one of them, my wife was on the phone with my mom. And I've never been that way in front of my mom. I've never been that way in front of anybody. Like, I've never had a panic attack in front of anybody before. I've done it before. Like, I'm normally <laughs> away from people. That's my main thing is that panic attacks, bro. I haven't had one in years, man. But the the thought of missing all of these firsts hit me right in the nuts just that quick and I just it I had I couldn't recover. Then my wife gets the call and say say, Hey, you gotta come back upstairs and get Corbin's passport because it's ready. So we were waiting on his too, but it was the same thing. Right, right. Not a big deal. It was just being, it had to be printed. It didn't make it to us before. So we set the appointment. No big deal. That was nothing. So she leaves me and I'm talking to my, I call my mom and I'm just like, I don't know how I can maintain my sanity. If I have to go home for the next seven days, and they're not there. Well, yeah. And just sit there and stuff after all this. I mean, after all the time and planning and whatnot, let yeah. me ask you this, man. And I'm, I mean, I'm just trying to, fire back or whatever how did of it course. get to where you were so close to the time and didn't have the passports um i i, I didn't realize that my i had to renew mine um okay. before I'm, I'm stupid i've never You're had okay. a passport i've never done anything like that passports so. are good for a long time they're good for 10 years right um, oh okay shit yeah so, so it's one of them things where it just got overlooked or whatever huh? yeah so that but i knew but i paid for it I, i'm like okay i know i still have a, it, it takes up to five weeks for expedited 
for you to right. get it. Right. We had five weeks. Oh, so okay. But okay. I had to pay, but I was going to get it. That's thing, like, it had no problem. The reason that my sons didn't come in was because of a U.S. postal server, uh, postal workers error. She well, sent. I get my, that right now. She <laughs> sent. <laughs> she sent my um, birth certificate with his application, not my son's. Well, bro, I deal with shipping stuff all day, every day, man. It's a fucking mess right now. Yeah, I, that, I did that to too. say the least, man. It's a total mess. <laughs> but uh. So what, uh, I mean, dude, I get the anxiety, man. You know me. I've, I've talked to you about that. Hell, my last panic attack I had was when we were recording last time. <laughs> I know. I mean, I was, I was having a panic attack all through the, the, the episode we just posted last week and, and the one the week before now at this point while we're recording it. Um, but it'll be, you know, I take daily medicine for anxiety and shit like that, bro, and, and, and medicate the oh, way you're negative. medicating right now for it. And then I have Xanax I take uh, um, when, as needed, you know. So I, I get it, man. The mental health stuff is something I battle all day, every day. I in, At certain times in my life, I have been on medicine before. Oh. Um, <laughs> Sorry, my chair about fell back. <laughs> all right, we're good. We're good. Don't, don't you didn't. Sorry. For those of you that guys aren't, aren't listening, you guys are listening, not viewing. <laughs> I just, I personally thought that Holy Bosch's shit. post that holds his chair up went up through because <laughs> the look on his face was surprised. Like his thought eyes I got, shot thought up. I got goosed. <laughs> I got you got goosed. Your eyes shot oh, up. The like, damn Whoa. thing started to rock back. I thought I was going to fall backwards real quick. My bad. My bad. Oh, no. Fault. Oh, shit. Good that Lord. Funny. All right. Oh. So yeah, I've been on medicine before. I was on a cut like Zoloft before, Lexapro, and they all had just screwed up side effects that were worse than me yeah. dealing with whatever I dealt with. And then I'm gonna be honest with you, I liked Xanax way too much to be taking that. Um, yeah, I don't fuck with it. Like play with yeah, it. Yeah, no. Only as needed, you know. As needed was as much as I could possibly get when I when they gave yeah. it to me. I was like, fuck, these are amazing. Like, but bro, I, I mean, I feel I, good. I, Finally, with without my without anxiety medicine and, and the stuff I do, um, I mean, I can't even go to work, you know, I mean, I can't I, like I literally get stopped in traffic on the freeway and we'll start yeah. panicking to the point where I'll, I'll drive off the fucking shoulder and have to get the fuck out of there because I mean, I've had ambulance rides and my anxiety is through the roof without some form of well, the forms of medication I use. So. I've been there I, and but, I was there, but before. I don't. I don't fucking play with Xanax, though, man. I don't want to get hooked on that shit. I take exactly, it only that's why as I needed. And I liked yeah. it way too much, and my family has severe... If you've listened to the show, you've heard this mentioned quite a few times. I am not like the rest of my family. Them fools are straight addicts. And I have the propensity to do that, but I care about other things more than I care to fight. I'll just fight the demons. Hey, for our viewers or listeners, don't worry. I don't know what propensity means either. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> oh, that was the best delayed laugh ever. I was like, did this motherfucker really think that uh, propensity means? <laughs> I was just fucking with you, bro. Trying to make you smile. That's all, homie. <coughs> oh, my God. Oh, uh, shit. Um,. So yeah, what uh so tell me what um well, okay. 
let's just say you're recording where we're recording now you're in florida so how did that all come about so i was yeah i was, I was right there before we started talking about something else um right right so i my wife goes up there to go get the passport we're in downtown new orleans i'm sitting there in my truck and my mom's on the phone she goes well i don't know what you can do but um you could always come here and from new orleans it's a 10-hour trip straight drive time not stopping no no piss breaks or nothing 10 hours from where i was sitting um and i didn't think about driving honestly this is where right. how, how how fucked up my head is like i like problem solving like that's one of the things that i enjoy about my job now i have to problem solve all the time i didn't even think about driving i was sitting in my fucking truck and i'm so fucked in the head at this point because i'm going through all this anxiety and shit right, and I, right. I can't even think straight and all i say when she says come here i'm like I can't afford a plane ride. And she goes, then drive. <laughs> right. And I'm like, right. why did I think of that? Like, oh, it was like, I can't believe I didn't think of that. I was sitting in my truck. <clears throat> so I'm like, well, um, let me see. And she goes, listen, if you don't have the money for the gas, because I just told her, I, remember, I just told her I couldn't afford a plane right, ride. Right, 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 right. <laughs> she goes, if you don't have gas money, I'll fucking send it for you. I'll send it to you, whatever. Like I was going to send you money for Christmas anyway. I'll just send it to you now and it'll get you here. We're going to get you home. Right. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, no, I got gas money. That's, I, I, I wasn't thinking like that. Like I wasn't thinking straight. Right, um, right. So I got gas and I got, I, I had money for gas and food and all that stuff. So I was safe. I just wasn't going to go like a day trip or day plane ride from New Orleans to Orlando would have been ridiculous. Right, that'd, that'd yeah, been like a sure, like sure. like a thousand dollar, fifteen hundred dollar plane ticket at that point, when it cost me one hundred and fifty dollars to drive back. Yeah, true that. Yeah, much. Plus, man. Uh, well, let me tell. Let me, I kind of. I don't know. I guess from riding motorcycles and stuff like that, some of the times when you're you know on the road by yourself and just listening to the tunes and stuff like that can be um rough at but good at the same time. You know, give you some time to get out there and just kind of get in your thoughts and clear your head or. Or go through whatever emotions a man, you know, we need to go through when we're not in, in the front of everybody's eyes and everything. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, that was that was the worst part of it. I was alone with my thoughts for the next. It took me a lot longer to to go. So what I didn't tell you guys is, um, on the 13th when we were flying, we had to be in New Orleans at 8:30 in the morning for our appointment. Um, we live way far away from there, five hours from there. So we had to leave at um, five hours straight drive time. So I, I gave us seven hours. So I was right. thinking we left at like one o'clock in the morning. So I've been up since one o'clock in the morning. I was supposed to go on a plane at this point at, at six o'clock in the evening that night and go sleep on it. <laughs> so I was like, I can handle that kind right. of time. Yeah. Um, but now I'm talking about going to Florida. My mom's like, you're crazy to start driving today. Get a, get a room. And I'm like, there's no way that I can sit here in this city and do this. Like, I, I, I knew that if I stopped and slowed down, I would have crumbled right there. So I had to right. keep moving forward to a goal, which was getting here. If I would have stopped and done anything, it would, it would just, it would have messed me up. I was just too far, too far gone. I had to go, keep moving. But so I, I started driving and I made it to, I want to say Alabama. And I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, I was about to pass out at that point. I think it was like, yeah. <laughs> so I Don't pulled push into yourself too far. Well, I, so I pulled into a, um, a rest area, went to the bathroom, went back there. 
try to close my eyes. Now, remember, I've been on the road for all this time, and my thoughts were so swirled in my head that I couldn't even sleep. I ended up sleeping for like 30 minutes, maybe. If, if it was a full 30 minutes, I'd be surprised. Um, I was that fucked up. Right. And so I couldn't sleep. I'm like, I'm not going to sit here. So I just, like I said, I have to keep moving. Yeah. Eastbound, bro. Keep focused. Yep. Yeah. It... I've done one trip like that. And of course, that wasn't going through like emotional stuff, but we went down to uh, South Padre and drove straight through like 19 and a half hours or something like that, man. It was crazy. Yeah. If I, I left at two and I got here at four. So a 10 hour trip took 14 hours. Which honestly isn't that bad. Saying that I slept two of those. Right. Because right. later in the night, <clears throat> my body was like, bro, what is wrong with you? Go the fucking lay down. Yeah. I'll, I'll shut the brain off. Don't worry about it. I'll shut it off. Um, and I promise you, this would have been a lot better if I would have just had medicine. Right. Right. Because you didn't have any, you didn't have any smoke, right? You no, didn't have anything I, to puff I was, on. You didn't I have anything flying. like that. I was flying. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's definitely 100% illegal in uh, the Dominican Republic where my family's at. Um, so I was, I'm not, I'm not stupid. I'm not, I don't chance it. If, if there's a chance right, for me to be yeah. in, hurt in any way, in my future, in any way, I, I don't do it. It's like, you don't want to end up like fucking <clears throat> homegirl that just got back from Russia. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> I know nobody. what I'm saying. I know so yeah, <laughs> they ain't going to trade anybody for your ass. Motherfucker. You're just going to stay over there. Off. Off, and be like, yeah, don't worry, I'll, dude. I'll be on my Twitch channel, being like, look, motherfuckers, we gotta do something. All twenty-five of the people fucking watching you, like, what do you want us to do? Yeah, like seriously, Your who the fuck are you even? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> That's exactly how that shit would go. <laughs> Shut up, stupid, and tow some cars. Oh <laughs> uh, shit, man. Oh god, that is so true. But uh, so you told me, and I don't know. I mean, like, cause I, you get down to your mom's, and you uh, you did find a way to keep yourself busy. I heard you got yourself a project, and, and oh yeah, you're, uh, I I knew focusing I, on. I didn't want to sit in front of the TV for the week that I'm down here, and honestly, the, people have lives down here. Like, I get it. So I'm picking and choosing where where I can get in and meet, see my family. Like tonight before we recorded, because the reason we're recording after your stream is because I went to a um uh. It was a chorus and orchestra. My both my two nieces are an orchestra. Nice. One of them's lead, ch uh, first chair in violins, which is amazing. She, Taylor, she's crazy good. Um, That's cool. And man. then Hell Peyton yeah. is a celloist. She's not first chair, but she's amazing. Like so good. Wait, is a cello that big, some bitch? Uh, yeah, it's pretty big. Yeah, it's like probably four yeah. foot. Yeah, Dude, yeah. But my, I'm the short one. My family. It's like a it's like a giant's freaking violin. Let me tell you again. I'm the short one in my family. I'm six <laughs> right. foot. Yeah. My sisters are like six two, six three. Um, I'm like six. I'm six foot wide, but only five six tall. <laughs> but her daughter is taller than me. She's already in her heels and stuff. Dang. She's wearing yeah, she's sixteen and she's taller than me. She gonna be dunking on motherfuckers. She got the attitude to do it. <laughs> Just swing her nuts in there. <laughs> So that's cool, man. At least you got, I mean, I understand that, you know, obviously things, um, 
Well, one thing that can come of it, you know, no matter how bad things get and shit, man, it's always just keep kind of what I've got from this anyway is, you know, no matter how bad things get to always keep, you know, pushing forward, stay focused on a goal. You know, that's one thing with men and one thing I've I've kind of found myself and I um I have anxiety. I don't get out much anymore. I've I've, I've really been trying to build, you know, a community and stuff. And this is how I met you. And, and who I consider one of my very best friends. And um, one thing I've found and the best thing I've seen for myself anyway, for, for my mental health, whether it be re- instantly like where you're like, okay, I got to get a focus and I got to, I need to, I want to, I'm just going to get to my mom. So I'm going to stay focused. I'm going to keep pushing forward. I'm going to reach my goal. Um, whether you do that, you know, instantly like that to, to deal with the situation that just happened to you or say, long term like what i'm doing is just trying to have a focused goal and work towards something for the future to keep my mind more occupied and and pushing towards something rather than just sitting in my thoughts you know what i'm saying you know it sucks i was talking to a lady at the child support office about this and i'm begging this woman begging like just give me give me two days to be there let me see this wedding i'll come right back is that something like, like like that that lady would actually have any kind of control over, really, though? If I owed less, yeah, they could have done that. Like I said, it would take seven to ten days anyway. I got you. So it's not like right. no matter what she did. But there was no empathy. There was no anything, like no feeling from right. her at all. That, to her, I was just some fucking deadbeat dad. That the Whatever didn't matter. How I felt, like... If I went and fucking shot myself in the face after this because she didn't even fuck, <laughs> you laugh, but I'm not fucking kidding. Right. People, right. people fucking kill themselves for shit like this. Like I got men that's, that have that. What we do is, as men, we compart compartmentalize everything that we do. We shove that shit down. We fucking drive forward and keep doing. That's what I. That's what we just talked about. Me doing was pushing forward to get a fucking goal because right, right, right. That's the but, only way that I can fucking make but, it. Work. But because you're feeling all that emotion, you can't put that all on her, bro. Like, that's just her job. Like, that's like me coming in and people, that's like me, like at my job, people coming in because their way of living is a truck and I can't get them their part, bro. But I deal with a hundred people every day, bro. Like, I don't have time to to deal with every single person's emotions. You know what I'm saying? But listen, I, I, I tell you, I've been a call center professional for a very long time. It is standard practice in the call center industry. If someone tells you about a problem of some sort, you should give them some kind of empathy and assurance. That's oh, it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All yeah. she had to say was, listen, I'm so sorry for your what's going on. I hear that you're talking yeah, like, about your problem. Yeah, yeah. All she had to say was that. Hey, I hear you. I'm sorry that you're dealing with this. I wish there was more that I could do. There isn't. I can't. I'm sorry. This is what you can do. This is what I suggest. But it's probably not going to work for today. Like, that's all she had to say, and that was a resolution to what the issue was. And I let her go. Like, right? Yeah, I wasn't, a, yeah, I wasn't I get mean that. to her. I wasn't yelling or screaming or anything like that. Like, honestly, I was. I'm being more emotional with you right now, explaining what happened, than I was being on the phone with her because right. I was just, right, right, right. I was just so like emotionally just fucked at that point. That's one thing a lot right now is like dealing with any kind of people, is that you know. 
what am I trying to say? Because I've I've dealt with some different things and stuff people like that. People are assholes. And it's just well, and people everybody's going through shit right now, man. Yeah. Everybody's too wrapped up in their own problems and stuff to and myself included, man. I'm like everybody out there right now is struggling and which you know is causing a whole lot more mental health issues and things across I mean, across the nation completely, no I would imagine. So that's See, one thing is like, I always try to look at it like, cause I understand like, I mean, you're, you're, you're filled with emotion and things like that. But then at the same time I'm looking and I'm like, man, you don't know that who knows what that lady's dealing with too, you know, which doesn't make it right that she's at her job and stuff, but you just never know what's going on in the, on the other side of things either. You know, I, yeah, I get that. But like I said, it's, if, if I, if I'm just putting on not my emotion, I'm putting on my right, manager ear. Right. If she worked yeah. for me and I was listening to the call and somebody was being how I was being, and she didn't give some kind of empathy and assurance. I would right. fa- I would fail the call as a red flag behavior. Like you don't treat you. Cu- you don't you don't treat people like that. You don't treat customers like that. If you're gonna be right. if you want to be that cold fucking bastard that doesn't ever do that and is just black and white, don't be in this kind of industry. Because right, right. dealing with people's money is a, a very emotional thing. And whenever if you're either calling to ask for it because they owe it or calling to sell them things. It's all emotions that are driving these decisions. Right. And child support is taking that money. We can, this, this is going to, this is going to like, I, I want to get off the lady at the thing. Cause it's going to, you're, <laughs> you're talk, you talk from a manager standpoint and I talk oh. from an employee standpoint. So we'll probably won't see eye to eye on that. Oh, but, it's okay. I, um, again but like what did you well no i'm just saying because my whole thing is is like with the way it is now and i don't i mean like i said we can talk about this some other time it's a whole nother subject but um like a lot of people in my personal preference are they get a lot of that that discomfort and that that towards the the customers and things like that because they're being overworked at their by their employers and expected to do way too much and and and, and and so you just get that where you, at some point your employees just flip a switch off and we're like, fuck it, I'm just going into robot mode and I'm just going to plug through my day and get to the end of it as some, one way, however I have to get there. You know what I'm saying? So what you're saying is people's um, jobs and men's jobs right now are affecting their mental health also. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the, the, the whole fact, and I mean, that's the, the whole thing, what it comes down to with the mental health stuff and as, as far as that goes is because just like the new generation or my kids' generation and stuff like that, they're just not applying because they've sat there and watched what it's done to us our entire lives, busting our ass at these fucking dead-end fucking jobs. And and realistically, what for what? Because so you can afford a fucking tiny house and, and be late on your fucking child support and 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 barely survive and... and, and yeah, it's fucking stupid. <laughs> the whole the whole way the shit is done is fucking stupid, bro. And we were I, taught I, you're these... you're 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 my age, so you were taught like it was different to be a man when we like when I was growing up. I grew up, I grew up in a, a Cuban household. My stepdad was Cuban. My mom, um, she passed away, and then I lived with him for a while before I broke out on my own. Um, but it was very machismo driven, and and right. men are men and you need to be as manly as possible. Like chivalry was taught in that house. Like, right. like that kind of, that was the level of like, it was a fifties mentality, which is when my stepdad came over from fucking Cuba. Um, right. So that was what they were taught. And that's what they 
were taught, that's what they taught their kids. And that's what I was brought up. Like, like you weren't, you didn't show weakness. You didn't show anything like that. You shut that shit down. You were man and you yeah. fucking sucked it up and Mate, moved forward. Go make a fucking paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, you like you're a man. A you're a man. Get the fuck out. Make, get a paycheck. Yeah. You don't make another one. Get a second job, you know? And I've caught so much flack for what I'm trying to do now because I don't fucking make any money streaming. I don't make any money right now doing this. And I've been doing it for a long time where everybody's like, you know how many fucking times I've been told over and over again, oh, well, you're paying child support. You're doing this. You don't have enough money. You got, you know, I've got three kids. I've got two baby mamas. Um, One of them, like I said, I paid extra for, I paid way too much over the years, way too much. But that's another thing but then Sorry, so i get you. into this little no you're fine you're fine you're <laughs> fine my high ass pretty much forgot where i was going with this shit anyway but yeah I, it happened to me last time <laughs> yeah right <laughs> i was like but it just got instilled like from the get-go like you just i dude i fucking lost it i completely just spaced out but i was talking what was i talking about i fucking got so high we were talking about we are only 40 minutes in and you're that stoned well i think the i think the oh, the, the, the right. fico just fico. kicked in oh. yeah the fico just kicked in so it's been gradually getting more intense the whole time i've been sitting here oh that's you know what awesome. i'm saying i love yeah that and then I, I did that just the little fidget i fucking i was all just zoned out and i fucking my i saw a squirrel and then i just lost it all bro <laughs> it just all went to shit from there See, no, it was so bad though. Without without having many medicines, I went through all that. Did you? What? Sorry, I'm fucking. I'm I'm freaking out. So, did you see? I heard. I heard now that the here recently that the uh, percentage of um, young adults living with their parents still is is an all time high since the Great Depression. Bro, I'm looking at my brother. He lives with my mom. He's he's right like, here. Yeah, from like 18 to 29 or whatever, or whatever, or like 18 to, I don't know, 18 to mid-20s, I heard today that, that it's the highest it's ever been since the Great Depression. And that's because, I mean, it's, it's, shit's just so expensive and shit like that, which again is just putting the stress and the pressure and the anxiety and just, just the weight of everything on everybody's shoulders even more. Oh, yeah. It's, everything's like the, it's so intense and you want to you want to live your life still and you want to be able to, to have fun and not have to wait until your mid-60s to start being yourself and loving life so you right. go on you want to go on vacations you want to do like it, it's so sad every time you've said this you've said a couple times that you've never fucking traveled anywhere no bro i didn't have a chance man i i had kids at a young age and at that point i went to fucking work i've been at the same job i mean my kids my kid, my my oldest son is eighteen. Turn about to turn eighteen. I've been at my job. February will be the start of my nineteenth year, bro. See, but that's what I'm saying. Like, and then I was paying so much money. Like, yeah. I, from the get go, I was I was making say at, at the get go, I was paying seventeen dollars. Right, I was paying getting paid seventeen bucks an hour from the get go. Mm-hmm. And when I started there, and it took me ten years of building up to where I'm not going to say what I make now, but let's just say it's a substantial amount more than what I was making back then. Yeah. And it took me all that time of paying this much money to, to be able to, to, to build up and finally figure out a way to pay an attorney to get it lowered and stuff like that. Like, it was just... See, it, that's the biggest was, bullshit out there. But I was paying, dude... I mean, I was so broke, dude. There was no way. There, I could not have a roommate. I couldn't 
get away. I couldn't, I couldn't start building a life. And, and, and it, I mean, it took years of dude, me and my, bro, me and, and my it, wife. And then the, and then the whole time being told what a piece of shit I am, you know what I'm saying? The whole time being told what a piece of shit I am. And, that's, and, and uh, bro, me and my wife, when, when this all got laid on <laughs> it's me, it's so I, rough, bro. Yeah. I was, I was sitting there and I went from, and I wasn't making a lot to begin with. So, like, I was making, I think, like 16 bucks an hour. And they hit me with $1,000 a month child support. Right. That's, um, that's what I was paying. I was paying 1000 a month for yeah for for long period of time. <laughs> so it gets better. A very long period of time. I get a second job. This yeah, is then they're going to take more. Hold on. No, 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 they don't. They, they, they have to go and adjust it then. They, they, they don't. They, they don't. They won't take more. They should. They should only get it. Take it from one job. Okay. What had happened was they did. They took it from both jobs one month. Um, before I called them and said, "Block that," because I was I made enough money at one of them to to cover the full thing. Don't take it both. Um, and it was just stupid. So this is how crazy it is. I made more money than my my wife now, and we were together at this point in time. So she quit her job. I taught her my job because it was all it was a chat room job as a manager, and I sat in chat rooms, answered questions, took escalations, shit like that. Most of the escalations I was able to to deescalate through chat. So I was on the phone maybe once a week. Right. So I taught her how to do my fucking job, and she did it. And I'd sleep at night in the same room as her. She was working my job. And I give them the morning and fucking go to my other job. Dude, that's fucking that's that's hustle if I've ever heard it in my life. You know, so right, like, right. But well, it was cool you had a, a a chick that was willing to do that and you know bro, didn't work like that, you know. That's that's my woman. And right. there's there isn't a thing in this world that would ever have me one talk bad about her, not think the world of her not be with her for the rest of my life not like she's my soulmate i i know you're not there yeah and i didn't either but i've never had that kind of support system other than my mom from from a female think of it like this when we first got together i got sick and like when i say sick i mean i was in the hospital every other week i'm five days at a time seven days at a time wait wait yeah you heard that (laughs) Um, but I was in the hospital, go ER every week. Like it was a joke between me and her. Our date nights were taking me to the ER because we got to um, get the on-demand movies there. Like that's how. Right, right. My family, her family, me. We all said, "It's okay. You don't have to stay here." You're. She was 24 years old, bro. She was a kid. I had three right. kids, crazy ass ex, and I was fucking. I could be dying in the hospital at that point in time because that's how bad it was. Like at that point, I was right. I couldn't hold. I couldn't even work. And she said, "Nope, that's my man." And that was eleven years ago. That's cool, man. She, I mean, it's just something you know she saw in you or something, you know. I mean, I can't imagine why. I look at you, I'm like, God damn! I wish he'd just turn the camera off, you know. But what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just. <laughs> so she listens to all of our podcasts, but I don't know if she yeah. pays attention. So I'm gonna say, honey, if you are listening to this, um, come give me a hug because I I need one from you. 
<laughs> right, right. There you go. Because I wish I had one right now, and I can't have it. So I'm going to tell you, if you are listening, please come find me. Well, I do hope they're having a great time, man. I know that. Those I know it motherfuckers sucks, but... are having a blast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, My... that's good though, man. At least your kids having a good time, bro. I know it sucks, dude, and I know that's hard to think about. But no, you it's know... not anymore. So okay, so let me let me let, let's let's talk some more. And I know you're not a religious person, so you're gonna call bullshit on. I'm me. not not religious though. All right. Well, I'm. I grew up, uh, my mom was Jewish, so she raised me Jewish, semi-Christian, until she passed away when I was 11. My stepdad was Cuban from Cuba, like, born in Cuba, Cuban. That fucker was Catholic, you know that. So, um, he raised me Catholic when she died, until I left, so he got me baptized, all that shit. I went to Catholic school, the complete indoctrination of me being Catholic was there. But I needed something at that time to grasp onto. And I'm gonna, I, I have to say that guy, he was a lot of things, an abusive motherfucker. But taking me to a, a Catholic church when I was 13, I was two, two years after my mom passed. It was the best thing that ever happened. Like, because it just gave me a faith to lean in on that when I needed some kind of direction, because I was twisted. Think about, think of your mom passing away at your 11, when you're 11 years old. Like, right. It was devastating. Yeah, that's rough, bro. So that's, that's how my that's my that's my my religious and I've I've maintained being religious of some sort, going to church off and on, um, that kind of stuff. Like I even joined a um, what I would say is a religious, almost a religious cult, uh, Catholic religious cult. Almost my wife, wow. if she is listening, is going to come and punch me after she hugs me now <laughs> that I said that. Uh, I won't say the name of the place because it's whatever. But yeah, it's a Catholic cult. Um, like it was, we went to church, <laughs> like we, four nights a week, we were doing something for church. Like, um, wow, dude, that's crazy. It I was mean, not, I mean, not crazy, but it's crazy to me. You know, I just like, it was crazy to me, but at the time, that's I a huge, that. that's a huge, huge portion of your life. You know, it was, it was every, every four nights out of the week when we were doing that. Yeah, it was crazy. Like we, and then there was yeah. money. We spent, it was crazy. So I'm sitting there and having a complete panic attack, right? The last one I had, I told you. And my wife was sitting there on the phone with my mom. And I'm sitting there and I start praying out loud. The first thing I said is, God grant me peace and mercy and help me get through this and help me find a way to see my way through this. And within minutes, I was calm. And I'm still crying. And that's not, crying is okay. Showing emotion is okay. But I don't know how I could have released any more emotion and not had another panic attack the way that I was. Because my everything was, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. There's bro. just no like, way out of it. No, there's once that, once that shit starts, bro. You're, uh, I mean, my way out of it is 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 a Xanax pill. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, and that's what I'm saying. Like, there's there's, and I I knew I had nothing else to lean on except for my faith. And hours later, I realized the switch that was on me. And I called my wife because I, 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 I told her, I'm like, I know your flight doesn't leave till almost 7 o'clock. And it was right. 1 o'clock. I'm like, but I can't sit here and wait to start driving anymore. I have to start driving. Otherwise, I'm gonna, it's going to be dangerous for me. I need, to get, yeah, I, need, sure. yeah. I need to get on the road. And she's like, okay. So she went and sat in the airport, got through there. So I called her and I, I told her and she goes, it's crazy you say it because the first thing you should pray for is peace. And I'm like, you're, you're right. 
Like I, I prayed for peace and it was the peace that I was given. My soul felt settled. And I never, I, I never had something that real happen to me when it came to my religion. Right. And it might sound like complete bullshit to everybody else listening. And if it does, fuck you. I don't care. Cause it, it's my heart. And it's definitely yeah, my but faith. I mean, even if it's even if it's bullshit to to somebody else, if it works for you, man, then it's not bullshit to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. whether it was whether it was now and like I said, I'm not the most religious person, but whether that was 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 your higher power or whatever it was, um, if you believe it's your higher power, then motherfucker, that's what it was. I mean, who cares what anybody else thinks? You know what I'm saying? If it works for you and that's what you believe in, then then that's what it is, you know. When I what works for me and and the, what I have to do is is um a lot of times I need quiet, you know, I got to get away from whatever and just kind of chill and and whatnot. But um to say that I didn't, you know, pray at those moments when I really having my worst panic attacks and stuff, I'd be lying because when it comes right down to it and you get that feeling and and that kind of emotion and the helplessness or, and, or fear or because I mean, at that point, you don't know if you're actually checking out or what it is. You know what I'm saying? And so, I'd be lying if I if I didn't turn you know to prayer at times, whether I'm talking to a um, friend's past or or you know a higher power or energy or whatever you want to you know whatever it is. I hear you. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like, and I don't want to think, and I'm not here to say that any religion's wrong. Like I, I accept all religions. If you're, if you believe in a higher power, or you believe in whatever, whatever mm-hmm. it is, I support that. Because I'm gonna be honest with you, in, in what I see, and I've been through a lot of religions. Like I said, I was, I was raised Jewish, Christian, Catholic, Baptist, Methodist. Like I've been in all kinds of different churches and whatever. And the only, the only thing that it's all the same. It's all the same message. It's just how they portray the message is the difference. Right. So to me, I think that. It's God's plan to have all these different religions to speak to the different types of people because not everybody has the same kind of personality and can be met at the same place in the same way. Like I currently and I we're going to join this church when I come back, go back to, to Louisiana is a biker church. Nice. It, it's amazing. It is the absolute best church I've ever been to. I don't feel judged. Like that's one of the things I hate about churches. I feel judged when I walk in there. Either. Right. Oh, that's a fat guy. Oh, he's got a beard. Oh, he's loud. Oh, he's not dressed right. Oh, the, like, you know, that that's the inner demon right, that right. is speaking to me that I feel that everybody in church is doing. And well, I've seen biker I've seen biker churches and stuff, man. So yeah, it's just a different feel, you know, a different type of of church in, in person in that atmosphere, you know. Yeah. And it, it was cool. Like I went to the church and then my wife's like, Okay, so they're having an event tomorrow at um at the Harley shop over here. And Man. I was like, wait, what? And she goes, oh, yeah, yeah, it was a Labor Day event. Labor Day event at the Harley shop. And they were feeding people for free. There was the, the band from the from the church was playing. And they were playing really, really good music. They had, like, rides for the kids. And it was nice. great. They baptized, like, seven people out there in the Harley, in the Harley Davidson parking yeah, lot. Man. Dude, it was crazy. And I was like, this is a different church. I just think it's the one that speaks to me. Like that's right now. Like it's definitely, I, I, the, the thought of going back to a Catholic church 
it gives me anxiety. <laughs> it really does. I would, uh, <laughs> like, I would have to, like, because you know right now, man, like, my whole thing is I have work in my day job. I'm fucking streaming and doing the podcast every second that other that I'm either not at work, oh yeah, not with my kids or not sleeping. Like that's what I'm doing. Like that's it. Like between trying to release shorts and and stuff on YouTube for TikTok and all that other stuff as well. So I would have to like at some point if or when things become to where we I can do this as a a profession. I would need to. I, I, I wouldn't turn to a church. It's just not my thing. But I would have to find some way to get back out and like re put myself into civilization. I guess I should say. And uh, you know what I'm saying? Because right now all I do is work, bro. Like I work, and then I have my little kids. So I'll go to the park. I do kid stuff and things like that. But if it come to the point where I don't have need the day job my regular nine to five and I have that other time, I would need to find stuff like that or something to, to, to get back to getting out and, and kicking it and getting into the world. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, dude. <clears throat> that's one thing that's rough right now for my mental health is because I do spend so much time looking like at these screens and things like that, bro, because just pushing so hard to, for something better or something more, you know, right now in my life. Bro, do you understand how much me and you talk? Yeah. <laughs> they like, yeah, I get it. Dude. We're talking right. business from the time I wake up in the fucking morning. Yeah, dude, the, that's all I do, time, bro. That's all we do is talk business and strategize that's it. on how to how yeah. to make amazing content for even even to. even when I'm at at my work working, I'm still working on this. You know what I'm saying? Like in some form or fashion, whether it's just messages back and forth for you about the podcast or about things like that, or or my admins and on the discord about, you know, how's the, how, what do you think the stream's doing or what do you think, you oh, know, yeah. just brainstorming there. Or, I mean, so that's, that's, that's a hard thing for, for me to deal with mentally. It makes my brain hurt just thinking about it, you know, because there is a part of me that, that always wonders like, bro, am I, am I giving up too much to try to, to, to get the freedom that I want? You know what I'm saying? No, so no, you're not giving up. That's too much. something that, that I you, battle with all the time, you know, because I, I, I used to make a ton of money. And when I say a ton of money, I was in the car business. I was a general sales manager and I made six figures plus. Like I made right. really, really good money, had a huge house up in Georgia, whatever, whatever I wanted, we did. But I was exchanging my life and my soul for money. Right. And it well, didn't see, work. And that's, that's, that's kind of what I'm trying to get out of because yeah. I have, like, I can't, I'm not going to, you know, I don't want to go into any details or nothing because, you know, I don't want to affect anything that's going on in my life right now. But I'm trying to get out of that, that control of the, the normal, like, nine to five to do what I love doing, which is this, you know. I mean, this is what a my problem is now is that I've, I spend so much time doing the other things and things like that, that it, it affects my content sometimes. And I, I beat myself up about that as well mentally because I'm tired or something, you know? And it's like, bro, you just worked all fucking day and then you come home and I've, I've got an hour before I go live. And so like all this stuff is all constantly going through my head and that's kind of what eats me so, up, you know? Um, I know we're talking, I know we're talking about mental health tonight. And you're talking about something that I might 
PT might be able to figure figure this out. All right, so remember, I didn't have any medicine when I got here. Right. My brother doesn't smoke anymore. He hasn't smoked in years. Um, he's and not really people that we no. Anyways, it's not really around here. He goes, listen though, I have this supplement that I take. It's good for pain. Um, it's good for energy and mental health. Like it's good for all this stuff. Um, I don't want to give you a lot because if you take too much, it'll give you fucking visions and shit. Like it'll, it'll fuck you up. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he, right. it's called Kratom. Dude, I've seen that stuff, bro. So he went and got a Propel water, one of those, the, the flavored waters. And he goes, take a swig of this. I took it. I took about this much out of the bottle. And he comes back and he goes, here, shake this and drink it. Shake it, drink it, shake it, drink it. Like, don't let it separate back up. Right, right, right. Before right. you drink it, don't don't separate it because it'll be it'll be too much. You got to you need it diluted. So I drank three quarters of a of a water bottle of this shit. I it's the only way I got through the day that I didn't have any medicine here. Right. Because I was because I remember I was all fucked up in the head that I just I was all kind. This is how I got into my chair. <laughs> well, yeah, and you, I mean, it's not like you're just smoking to smoke and get fucked up, bro. You yeah, know? I mean, you're using it for medical, I mean, real shit that you're dealing with. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, exactly. It's so, not something easy for you to just stop taking. I'm pretty sure you would feel better if you took kratom um, before stream, like a couple hours before your. I stream. would. I would have to look into it because I don't just like. There's, yeah, I know no, it's no, fucked no. up because I'll eat like shit and stuff. But like when it comes to any kind of synthetic, like I don't know what it is. I like I've seen, I've seen a few, I've seen a few podcasts on like YouTube, and I'll, I'll research it. I will because you sparked my interest in it even more. But I have seen a couple, and I got to watching it in some weird green solution, or it yeah. looked like was a green. Yeah, and they were drinking it like, and so I'm interested. I'll have to learn on. It. I can't speak on it because I don't know shit on it, but. I, mean, I don't know I'm much either. I'd like to learn. So. I, I didn't take it though because I trust my brother. Like if you gave me something to drink and said this is working for me before, this might help it. And and where I was mentally, I need help. Right. Right. So right. so he gave it to me and I drank it and I uplifted energy, uplifted mood. Um, the pain didn't go away. Like I didn't have any pain issues. Like it, like I was still in pain. But right, I, right, but a right. lot of the issues I was having was good and I was able to function a little bit. I wasn't able to eat much, which is why I smoked a lot because uh, at times it's because i need to eat like i wish i could find the smoke that doesn't make me want to eat bro so you can look um i'll send you the i kind of sent you the the terpenes um list and there's ones that it list the ones that make you hungry you did man but it was small and i couldn't see it very good because <laughs> i was stoned <laughs> <laughs> or maybe my eyes weren't open very good i don't fucking know whatever Oh, that's so but, funny. But yeah, man. But, man that, but seriously, about the Kratom, though, um, look into it. Joe Rogan takes it. A lot, will, of, a, lot of the, a lot of the fighters yeah. take it for, and lifters take it for a pre-workout because it has such an energy boost that comes along with it. It's not, and I was able to sleep last night, no problem. It wasn't like I was up all night or anything. So it, I think it could definitely help you get, on the days that you're not feeling it, like Thursdays. Right. Your Thursdays fucking suck. Most day, most most Thursdays, stuck <laughs> like your stream. I'm sorry, but it's just like yeah. you you start Sunday and you're at peaking Sunday. Monday's good, and we saw it really bad in your in your IR. 
like you can track your IR, the, the gains in the oh, load. Oh yeah, with racing and stuff. Oh yeah, for sure. But it's bro. the same way with your as RP, the week though. went on, my racing got worse and worse when I was racing. Bro. The RP is the same way though. Your RP gets, yeah. and it's not that you're not doing better with your, you're, like you're not giving good RP. You don't seek out the interactions as much as you do when you are feeling better. You right. don't know that you well, do and that's it. what Well, and that's what I'm talking about. Like, it's because of the, I mean, I'm working the day job and doing all that stuff too, you yeah. know? So it's after working all day, then I have like that 45 minute break from the time I clock out till the time I clock in to the stream is 45 minutes to an hour break. And that's it, bro. Bro, you only so get a fucking lunch I'm, hour, yeah. man. In a regular yeah. job, fucking 20 hours. So, Right. Yeah. So I, I mean, I get up, I mean, I'm, I mean, that's, is what it is, man. I get up at six every morning and I, I go and then I, I have a 30 minute break at work and that's it. And then, yeah, I, then I have a f hour break between the time I clock out till I clock into stream and then I stream and then I go to bed and actually I go off stream. Then I try to get shorts clipped out for the next day. Or we're I mean, talking about something constant. else that we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> right. And that's what I mean. That's why I'm saying, man, like there's always that mental part of me that's like, man, am I is this is this going to be worth what I'm putting into it, man, because I'm putting everything into it, brother. Well, I'm going to tell you, I love what we do and I love being true to, to you and our listeners and yeah, for sure, brother. sharing true and honest content and things that people don't really say out loud most times. Um, it. People don't say these things like men. They, they don't fuck. No one gives a shit about men. I, I who I don't know who said it. It was I mean, was it Chris Rock who put who said the only thing you know, the, the only people that are loved unconditionally are children and women. Men are only valued by what they can give somebody. Right, and that's fucking sad. Yeah, the amount of as a man, the amount of money you make, and and the the amount, uh, I mean, a lot of that has to do with your your you worth. Know, I mean, you're standing as a man yeah. for sure, and your worth to people, hundred percent, hundred percent. If you're not making enough money or you're not whatever, then you're a piece of shit. You know what I mean? And uh, that's unfortunate, bro. And I've spent my entire life busting to just try and make as much money as I possibly could. But I think I've been going about it the wrong way for a long time. And I hope that uh, maybe my eyes have been open a little bit over the last four years. I've been trying to, you know, do this thing. And, and, and it just keeps building. And I keep meeting great people like, like you, my friend. And hopefully it just continues onward and upward, you know. Well, I mean, that, it, for, we're definitely heading in the right direction, us. man. <laughs> for both of us, I man. Mean, I'm not talking about just me, you know. Oh, I know. So. I know. I, I, I don't take that for granted in the least. Um, I know we come up together. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to tell you, though, I don't know very many people that have had a, had a, had a 10,000 view TikTok either, though. Man, and if, you, and if you're listening. You, I, got, I got a sexy belly, baby. <laughs> what if, can I say? If you're listening, <laughs> go on to Bosch's TikTok. And give that bad boy a view. Um, I'm going to tell you, man. Um, while we're while we're sitting here talking about mental health, my mental health does not let me do that. Um, what you did, like, I have a <laughs> so I have a scar that runs from here all the way down to my under my belly button. Right. So the thought of doing what you do, what you did there, flips me the fuck out. Like it freaks me out completely. I have my mother. Well, my mother. My adopted mom. So my mom died when I was 11. I, I was adopted. My mother hasn't seen my stomach 
I don't know how ever. <laughs> like seriously, because I just I don't take off my shirt in public because one, I'm fat. And two, I don't I, I, I feel so self-conscious about my stomach because because of the, the big ass scar. Right, right. So I pulled my shirt up yesterday in front of my mother. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> Give she, her a belly shake. She, no, she was like, <laughs> how much weight have you lost? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 60 pounds. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> nice. Nice. It was just, it, I just, it was so crazy that your, your well, belly I'm, shake is doing that though, man. Dude, I've got another one on there that's going a little bit, another belly shake, man. I don't know what it is about it. Maybe I'll just make, dude, that's it. I'm just going to go live from now on on my cam screen and just sit there and shake my belly nonstop. So, I mean, Maybe I sing I, a little I, song. What you think? I definitely wanted to bring this up, um, but I wanted to do it <laughs> off podcast. But I mean, I think that this is the right time to talk about it. Um, I think between your your belly shaking videos and your your hairy troll feet video uh, videos and pictures, you have an OnlyFans in you. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I think I'm going to get it done. I think that you're man. making the wrong content. I've already right got now. the camera set up in the bed right behind me, you know? I mean, it's like it's like it was meant to be or something, you know that's, what I'm saying? I mean, that's a porn set waiting to happen, absolutely. <laughs> I got the little <laughs> alien back here just going, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to get an automatic zoom in camera, though, for the close-ups. <laughs> oh, my God. Fosh, All right, what homie, have we I think like um, we definitely need to talk some more about this because I mean we could, I mean we we were bouncing all over the place and 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 I know we can uh, go on and on and on and probably didn't dive in as deep um, on so some things and we and, will be talking about this soon because I booked yeah. a army veteran. Um, he was a MLRS rocket launcher. Uh, multi something rock is a rocket launcher guy like he's the, the the pilot of it or whatever or he's the right, gunner right. the gunner or whatever you call him um but he has severe ptsd issues and he's agreed to come on the podcast to talk about it um nice. he's on he's on twitter that's how i found him um and the guy is amazing uh if you haven't watched his videos yet you probably should before you meet him um because he's definitely different he's actually i think i know i will i think he lives in oklahoma um, nice. Okay. Cause he's not far from me then. No, really. not from either. Not far from either. Probably. But yeah, right. I'm excited about that one. That one's going to be, it's going to be good. Cause we're going to get, what's some... his, do you have his, you have his name and all that for checking out, uh, I'll put it like in the videos link. and stuff I'll, like that. I'll put it in the link below. Yeah. Um, put it in the description below. Okay, I'll put it in the okay, description okay. below. Uh, just cause I, I don't want to ma- It's boomers or sooner boomer or something like that. It's something like that. That's how you know he's from Oklahoma. Cause yeah just link it down below so people can check it out for you know up, the upcoming episodes and stuff check him out absolutely follow him <laughs> real quick yeah, though sure. one last thing real quick before you sign us out mm-hmm. the reason i like this guy and the reason i fucking reached out to him um he had he has a daily thing a video and right thursday is throat punch thursdays fucking amazing like uh, nice, <laughs> nice, nice. This is hell yeah. <laughs> you, you smoke weed and not throat punch people today. I'm like fucking right, I do. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, dude. Hell yeah, hell yeah. I look forward to it, man. It'll be a good one. I appreciate it. It'll be your a time. good one. Hey, absolutely, man. Uh, can't wait to record the next one, brother. Um, guys, thanks for listening. It's Two Fried Eggs podcast with your boy Bosch Gaming, the one and over motherfucking Dolph, nope. baby. Nope. And um. We'll be back soon, baby. I can't wait. Thank you. Like, subscribe. Wherever you're at, uh, enjoy. Live life and have fun, baby. Oh, yeah. And if you're listening to this, 
Um, we are on all the podcasts outside of iTunes. We're on Samsung now, uh, Podcast Index, uh, what else? Uh, Spotify, Google, um, Google Podcasts. Big time in it, baby. Big time Amazon in it. Amazon Music. Um, all over. We're pretty much everywhere except for iTunes, and I'll have iTunes up within the next week. Um, Fuck yeah, dude. Let's do it. So Let's do listen it. Let's to do us it. wherever you want to, wherever you can, in the car, whatever. Like and subscribe everywhere you go. Appreciate y'all. Love you, Bosch. Oh yeah. Much love, baby. Peace. For tuning in. Please subscribe below if you like our content. New episodes dropping every Friday. Stay tuned.